1: Greetings! This is episode number 116 of Worldwide Wonderful Women, and the title of this episode is Why Worry, Part 4. Well, this is the last week on our topic of Why Worry, and I am sharing with you some excerpts from a retreat that I did years ago. I hope that this month has been such an encouragement to you. Now let's continue to listen, and God bless. Let's read Philippians chapter 4. Let's look at verse 4 to 9. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When Paul writes the book of Philippians, do you know where he is? He's in jail. Is that a place that that you would think you should be rejoicing? Have you ever been in the prison? Has anyone here ever been in prison? (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm saying. Well, I didn't mean you were in prison. (laughs) That. because w- when I used to have Bible studies, and someone would ask me, where, oh, I'm getting ready to go to prison, and I had to watch how I said that, because they say, oh, you're getting ready to go to prison? No, I'm getting ready to go teach Bible studies. I have to watch how I'm using my terminology there, but it's really something here. He's telling us he's in prison, not a very nice place, and I'm telling you, even today, if you were to go in prison, and when they lock those big steel doors behind you, And when you see how those women live in prison, I'm telling you, it's not very clean conditions. And I had the privilege to be able to go up to the cells and look in and to minister to them and try to take Jesus Christ to introduce them to him. Didn't smell right all the time. People in there had AIDS and everything else. Well, here's Paul and he's telling us to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. We can let our testimony be known because we know He is with us. We know He is there, even when we don't really feel Him, when it seems like He's absent. Yet we know that He has promised He would never leave us nor forsake us. So that's why we're able to say, I can rejoice in the midst of, not in the absence of, but in the midst of. I can still be a witness. I can still look to Him and rejoice. Look at verse six. Do not be what? Anxious, another one of our words. Anxious about what? What does that cover? Everything. Everything. Did he say, if you get around to it? No, he says, do not. But I don't want you to do this. What does he want you to do? In everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. It's done. It's taken care of. So then we go on. We look here. It says, present your request to God. Now, it didn't say take them. I'm trying not to use any names in here. To Rachel, uh, Jezebel. <laughs> It doesn't say we run automatically to our friends or to anyone else. The first one that we should run to is whom? God. It doesn't mean that it's wrong to go and get the multitude of counsel. The first one you should be crying out to is your Heavenly Father. So here we find out that we do not have to be anxious. We can take every and anything to Him in prayer with petition. And then at the end of that, we thank Him. Then look at verse 7. When we do all of that, when we rejoice, when we let our uh, witness go forth in gentleness, knowing that God is there and we're not anxious, and we take everything to Him in prayer, praying for ourselves and for others, and we thank Him, giving it all up to Him, what happens in verse 7? And the peace of God. The peace of God is different from the peace of the world. In John fourteen twenty seven it states, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid unlike worldly peace which is usually defined as absence of conflict this peace that the lord provides is confident assurance in any circumstance his peace transcends all understanding do you see it here and the peace of god which transcends what all understanding we just can't even begin to comprehend worry is futile it's just an overload it doesn't benefit us because while we're sitting here and trying to figure all this out god already has an answer that is far beyond our understanding if we would just turn to him and turn from the anxiety trust him cast everything upon him in prayer we will realize that he will give us such a peace that goes beyond anything that we could have imagined, anything that we could have worked up. And then what will he do even in addition to that? He will guard what? Your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That part there is like if you have a Roman guard, a sentinel, and he has a post to watch over your mind and your heart. And if you will take these steps and believe God, as simple as they may seem, you will understand that all of a sudden it does work. Look at verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Now, when we're worrying, now, you be honest, are we thinking about things that are in this category? Aren't we imagining the worst? He goes on and he says, think on these things. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. If your thinking is way off base, your actions are going to be way off base. We have to be very careful to examine what we're putting into our minds. I think about this little saying, The TV is my shepherd, I shall not want. It makes me lie down on the sofa. It leads me away from the faith. It destroys my soul. It leads me in the path of sex and violence for the sponsor's sake. Yea, though I walk in the shadow of Christian responsibilities, there will be no interruption, for the TV is with me. It prepares a commercial for me in the presence of my worldliness. It anoints my head with humanism and consumerism. My coveting runneth over. Surely laziness and ignorance shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house watching TV forever now look at verse 9 it's not just good enough to think purely and, and to even pray and try to get into God's Word we have to do something with what we hear and with what we think it says whatever you have learned or received or heard or seen in me what are you supposed to do put it in practice now when he uses the word practice does that mean you do it one time and you have it you've heard that saying practice makes perfect. perfect so therefore we have a lot of days to what to practice." <laughs> All of a sudden, I notice I'm getting anxious. Oh my gosh, Lord, help me. I'm, I'm, I just want you to take the situation. I can't deal with it. You do what, according to Philippians 4? Pray. I would like to read this in closing. There was a pilot who was flying his plane when he realized from the noise he heard that a mouse was on board gnawing at some electrical lines. He knew that the mouse could not survive if he would take his plane to a higher altitude. So he did just that. He went up several feet until he could no longer hear the noise. And sure enough, when he landed, he found the mouse dead. The menace was gone. This is what we need to realize when worries threaten to enter our domain. We have the supernatural power to take us high above the situation until worry dies. Worry cannot exist when we are seated in the heavenlies and grasping hold of God's truth.
0: Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program.